Welcome to an enlightening podcast from IslamPodcasts.com. We encourage our listeners to please comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please remind your family and friends to also visit IslamPodcasts.com for engaging discussions on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran, Tafsir, Sira. And much more. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh, brothers and sisters. Bismillah, alhamdulillah. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Welcome to another episode, alhamdulillah, rabbil alameen, and another episode of Coronavirus Diaries, um, where we seek to give an Islamic perspective on the many issues that are facing us today with this great test, the coronavirus that we are facing here and across the world. Joining me is Dr. Abdul Wahid. Assalamu alaikum, Dr. Assalamu alaikum, alaykum, Taji, brothers and sisters. I pray you're well. And in fact, this is the evening of Jumma, so Jumma Mubarak to everyone as well. We thank Allah, we thank Allah. We, 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 we miss the fact that we'll be going to our masajids. Yes. We thank Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala, for giving us and health and life. And we have entered into the month of Sha'ban as well. So, and we pray that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala allows us to see the month of Ramadan. Inshallah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Uh, Sheikh Muhammad Ismail Abdul Manaf says, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Taji, 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 you've just reminded me of something. Now. Brothers and sisters, do what I'm doing now. Like this broadcast and share it. Yeah. So that uh, more people and in, can watch it. So invite people on and oh, share it. Yeah, so we're uh, going to do what I'm doing now. Share it with your uh, your friends and followers um, so they can also know that we've gone live. Alhamdulillah. So please share the video. Uh, Alhamdulillah. I mean, subhanAllah. Dr. Dwight, as I'm online with you right now, there's a guy I used to work with um, two jobs ago, and he's just messaged to say, how am I? So, you know, there is a concern. He's a non-Muslim. He's a concern that we're all having for each other now. We're hearing about, um, you know, the reality is, is, is hitting home. And uh, one of our brothers, uh, the, the doctor, Abu Hisham, is not well. Make dua for him that Allah gives him health. Um, he's written... So let me just put up his blog post. So that his, that's his um, Facebook page, um, Muslim Parenting Training. And if you go there right uh, after this show, don't go now, don't leave us. If you go after the show, inshallah, you will see his update, uh, his day two update. He has coronavirus. He's in his house. He's in a room. He is, Allah Akbar, he's watching. He's watching Abu Hisham. Oh, Abu Hisham is online. Alhamdulillah. We ask Allah to give him health. Um, we ask Amen. Allah to give him health, bless him, bless his family, give him strength, and uh, that he returns to us safe and well, and you know, stronger and better than you know, as as he was. Alhamdulillah, returning to good health soon, inshallah. Inshallah, um, brothers and sisters, this uh, this issue is is hitting home. We're having uh, people dying. We're knowing brothers and sisters whose relatives are passing away. Abdul Wahid, have you come across any cases of people who were ill, who've, who've lost loved ones or anything like this? So I, I've mentioned a couple of them before when I've been on Taji. I know one brother locally who passed away earlier this week. 
with a suspected coronavirus infection. Uh, I know another brother who lost his mother-in-law uh, in the early days of, of last week. Um, and I, I know a few people who have come down with it personally. And one who really, a very close brother to me, who's, who's, who's really quite well still. So we make dua for all of them and all, for all the people out there who have this virus. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give them shifa and may he give their family sabr. And uh, inshallah, keep all of the Muslims away from this virus, keep it away from all people and bring healing and bring goodness to us from this circumstance that we're all in, inshallah. Inshallah, bidnillah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Let us start the show as we usually do, a reminder of one of the beautiful du'a that Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam taught us to say in these times. Brothers and sisters, we, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us in the Quran, that people think they will just be left alone to say we believe without being tested and he tested those before us and he is testing us subhanahu wa ta'ala and what can happen in the situation we face now hearing about people dying people who are sick that we the human being starts to see only the bad things what he has lost the job the house the the, the earnings the fact that he's stuck at home, he cannot go out, carry on his normal life. The fact that maybe things are difficult financially. The fact that relatives maybe are, are sick, maybe even dying. And we can end up seeing only the negative. But always to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells the believer to be hopeful, to be positive, even in a testing situation. And so we thought today in the show, I put up a, a poster that, you know, let us look at 10 good things good things that the believer blessings of Allah that the believer can count even in this dire situation of the coronavirus so let us start with the first one which is this that number one turning to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala uh, ibadah in dua in giving charity astaghfirullah 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 doing istighfar Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us an opportunity in this time to actually turn to him subhanahu wa ta'ala. I work, where I work in central London, the, the hospital, the, 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 the office is very crowded and there's a small room storing computer equipment that we, the Muslims, going to pray. And people can see through the part of the door and it's hard to concentrate. So I go around the corner to the hospital when I go to the hospital, they have a prayer room. The prayer room is rammed. It's packed. You have to wait for people to pray sometimes. Now I am working from home. I'm stuck at home. I'm doing my work from home. Alhamdulillah, Rabbil Alameen. Now I have time on my salah time. I don't have to rush back to the office. You know, it's up to me to put the prayer mat. It's up to us to find time for, for to, to do dua, to wake up in the morning. We're not rushing anywhere. 
And so actually this time is a time when we face all these issues to realize that the one we turn to, the one who can save us, help us, guide us in this and every situation is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So when I say turning to Allah in a very focused way, in a very targeted way, the heart, the mind are present in looking to our Rabb subhanahu wa ta'ala, asking of him, pleading of him, turning to him in every way, in a way that the heart really becomes more and more attached to the understanding and the love of Allah and wants to worship him more, follow his sharia in every way. This is something which we normally are not able to do sometimes, very difficult, but we are able to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Number two. Um, Taji, can I, can I chip in on this, please? Now. So, mashallah, Taji's given us a reminder on how those of us that have more time must use this because Allah counts us for every second that we live, every beat of our hearts. But there are some of us out there, if you have a sick relative, if you have more pressure on you, more worry, less time, when it's more important for you to remember Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Remember me and I will remember you and be grateful for me and don't reject the faith. And then he says, Ya That believers seek help in patience and in salah, in sabr and in salah. Allah is with us and you who are being tested because you are sick or your family member is sick or you have some other hardship or you fear because your job or your business is not going well in this harsh and difficult time, you who, is, uh, who are in that situation, it is more important for us to turn to Allah and when life seems more busy, it is more important that we slow down enough to make that contact with Allah and seek the help in patience and prayer. And you will never taste the feeling in sujood like you do when you are in hardship. So remember that more, more of you and more of us because those who are in a phase at the moment where it seems quiet and we have time at home and time to reflect, Wallahi maybe Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will test us or others like us in these coming weeks and months remember to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala with sabr, with salah, to seek his help in this time. Inshallah, barakallahu doctor. Number two is remembrance of death. Doctor. Subhanallah. Most of us, we live in a world where in the West, certainly those of us who live in the West, in affluent societies, where people have forgotten this thing called death. Rather, they try not to remind themselves of this as much as possible. They fear talking about this. They fear thinking about this. And yet, the fear of this virus spreading around the world has reminded people of death. Now, remembering death is not something that you remember just for the sake of remembering in itself. You remember a death for two reasons. One, because it's the end of this life. And... 
it's in this life that we need to do the deeds which inshallah ta'ala draw us closer to allah subhanahu wa ta'ala they remind us of our own limited nature they remind us of our own weak nature they remind us of our dependence on allah subhanahu wa ta'ala so the remembrance of death can be good because it motivates us to think about allah more to think about how to change our lives more as individuals and as a collective ummah that how we as an ummah and as human beings should be living on this earth collectively and individually doctor um and so number number three number three is free time free time where we can use to learn skills we can use to grow um this one you know when i think of this many complain i want to learn arabic i want to improve my tajweed i want to learn quran i want to learn more tafsir i want to become a better writer i want to be better in cutting da'wah i want to do this i want to be better to my wife to my husband i need to show my children how to do x i need to do what we have a long list of things we would like to do we would like to be able to do and we say the biggest thing is if i had more time we are now forced to be in our homes we're forced to work from home those of us who can or we're forced to be at home whether we like it or not and in this time it is possible just to zone out on netflix yeah that's a possibility you know some people going through this situation just watching episode after episode after episode of Etorol or some other thing on Netflix maybe entertaining but that time then goes and the believer is accounted for how we use our time me and you Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accounts us so really we should this time this opportunity we have we may never get again in our lives ever again Allah either we pass away as a, if Allah wills through this and Allah inshallah grant us Jannah, or life goes back to what it was like before we get very busy again so what are those plans we have to learn to grow physically intellectually in every way that we can think of to have a program what book are you reading who are you studying with maybe you can learn something online from other people lectures many things you can do be involved in da'wah so we have many opportunities alhamdulillah to actually learn and do a lot in this particular time that is number three uh number four doctor number four people look into the quran and sunnah more yeah so one of the issues that has come from this is uh, one of the first issues that emerged when this uh, virus broke out in wuhan city and hubei province in china was the hadith of the prophet ali assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh brothers and sisters i uh, hope you're well welcome thank you for joining us coronavirus diaries day uh what day is this this is day day eight alhamdulillah rabbil alameen we started the program and uh for some reason we lost the stream um so why that occurred um it's modern technology and it's a live show so these things occur so far what we were discussing is the fact that in these times these very testing times one can look only at the negative 
And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala reminds us, حَسِبَ النَّاسُ وَالْيُتْرَقُ وَالْيَقُولُ آمَنَّا وَهُمْ لَا يُفْتَنُونَ That uh, he will test us. So we have death, we have sickness, but also look at some goodness that has come from this. And so in the previous stream, to rattle through it quickly, we covered up to, we said the first thing, one first advantage in this situation is that it helps us to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these times, really sincerely with our hearts, with dua, to rely on him. Uh, number two, we said is the remembrance of death. It is a time when really the believer uh, really remembering the end that will come and really focusing on that and making amends in this life, following Allah's deen, his sharia, having the relationships he has asked us to have, following what is halal, keeping it from the haram, uh, in preparation for the time we'll meet Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and we'll die. And living in a society where people avoid that, but this has brought it. We have, everybody has to talk about death, focus on it, prepare for it. Number three, we said free time, which some of us may never have. To learn skills, to grow, uh, is a time we have right now, which we may never have again in our lives. And number four, which we were on, people look into the Quran and Sunnah. And uh, Dr. Abdul Wahid, this is the one I think you were explaining before the link uh, died on us. Yeah, brothers and sisters. I was mentioning that starting from the outbreak of this uh, virus, people looked into the Islamic rules on quarantine, how you uh, manage the public health of the people, how you stop the spread of disease. Uh, and, and this made people look at many other issues as well, whether or not Jummah should be prayed, the mosque should be open, uh, whether or not uh, we have to follow these public health advice, whether or not uh, 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 how, how, how we um, uh, manage this, not just on a personal level, but on a political level because healthcare is ultimately something that is not just about doctors and nurses and hospitals. It's about how the rulers of a society actually look after the affairs of the people. And what does Islam say about this? This should not surprise any of us who look at Islam as a complete way of life, but it has certainly made some people think more about some of these things, inshallah. Inshallah, inshallah. Barakallah, doctor. And so, um that was number four the next one need for islamic governance uh khilafim. um the picture you have on the screen is something from egypt the egypt it says the rate of coronavirus cases likely to be higher than figures suggest um subhanallah 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 how our ummah suffers this disaster has shown that who is it that can collect resources? Who is it that can order vaccines? Who is it that can research for vaccine? Who is it that can order people to stay in their homes in order to prevent the harm spreading? Who is it that people have to listen to? Who has to take charge here? It has to be a government. And Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said to us, The Imam all of you are shepherds and the imam is a shepherd for the whole ummah and we find in the muslim countries we find the incompetence they're hiding the facts some of them like in egypt they're making things worse not informing the people you, you really feel the people are just neglected and may allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us that this thing does not spread like wildfire in our countries 
where there's hardly a health system in many of the Muslim world. So it reminds you that issues like this, calamities like this, in the time of Omar bin al-Khattab, he, when there was a famine, there was no food in the Arabian Peninsula, he rallied his governors, Amr ibn al-As in Egypt, you have to send us food. There were no borders. He ordered another part that had to help the part of the Khilafah that did not have. Today with the borders, today with lack of leaders in the Muslim world, sincere Islamic leadership, we face disaster after disaster after disaster. So one thing that should come out of this, one good thing is to make us aware, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala making us aware, and we who are cutting da'wah, to make the ummah aware that this situation shows you need a state, a governance that's sincere, that cares about the people, and only, the only states that will do that is the Islamic Khilafah state, because that is the state that cares about Allah, cares about the Quran, the Sunnah, and looking after the people as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered. Number six, doctor, is um, the impossible is possible. And what I have on the screen is, uh, you know, a Bangladeshi scientist who's dis who's making a test, which if it is very, if it is past the medical hurdles, he's creating it for $3, $3 for a testing kit, whereas in the West is more expensive and many other things. So the impossible seems to suddenly be possible. Doctor. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. You know, in every society, they say, in Western societies, they say necessity is the mother of invention. I, if there is a need, people just find a solution to solve that need. That is a practical matter in many states in the world. Uh, and we can see that at the moment in, in, in the world today where people are looking for a vaccine, people are looking for a cure, people are looking for better testing. People are looking to expand their resources in their health systems. Hmm. Actually, this happens most effectively when a state is following, if you like, an ideology, a way of life. Um, unfortunately, the dominant system in the world today is capitalism. And in the capitalist system, they believe that the financial motive for companies to be the first to produce the vaccine, the first to produce the medicine, the first to produce the testing, will be the motivator which produces the results. And they genuinely believe this is the best way for society to have this financial motive. Necessity is the mother of invention, they say, and through the capitalist uh, system, people will be motivated through their money to do that. But money skews things. In much of the Western health service, we see that there's not seek for cure always. Sometimes it's a seek for just medicines which manage disease, which helps bring more revenue into the companies rather than actually looking at cures. And maybe some cures are not treated through medicine. Some cures require actually political measures, social measures to put in place like clean water, like good nutrition, like good housing like more space, like better air quality. So when we look at this as Muslims, we should understand the Islamic aqidah, which drives us to act and the society to act, would be what? It would be based on the desire to please Allah, the desire to do actions which bring reward, the desire because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in this hadith, um, Rasulullah in this hadith that Taji mentioned, mentioned Every 
one of you is a guardian and every one of you will be asked about what you had guardianship over. Whether you are the head of state or whether you are somebody that had the intellectual ability or the financial ability or the business acumen to produce results and resources and help that help people in your society and in the world, that would be the real driver to solve these problems better, where the money motive was actually taken out of the system. Uh, I think the other thing to, to mention here is that when we say making the impossible possible is, is that, you know, if you think about the West, um, uh, you know, we can't find money uh, in order to look after people. We can't build new hospitals. There's no money. But suddenly when there's a life and death issue and people, they know that if they don't do something, people will riot, governments have the will. The same thing in the Muslim world. When we talk about the Khilafah, we talk about, you know, the Khilafah can use the army, the Khilafah can be strong, can defend itself. Sometimes people say, this is not possible, brother. That is not possible. You, why do you say impossible? The only one who says something is impossible is what is in the hands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And, and in, Spain, in, in Spain, the army is producing paracetamol. They're not fighting an enemy in the street. They're forced to go and produce paracetamol. You know, companies that produce um, motorsports for Formula One racing in the UK, those companies are now being used to produce vent to, to help to design ventilators. So if you have the will, sincerity, it is possible to do a lot of things. Number seven. So a very sad example of this, Taji, is the homelessness problem in London. Now, those of us who live in London, we see huge numbers of homeless people. In the depths of winter, when it's freezing, nobody finds a solution for them. But when it is said those homeless people may infect people with the virus, may find a non-homeless people with the virus, suddenly they find a solution to put those homeless people into hotels, which is making the impossible two months ago in the midst of winter possible when there's a benefit to the rest of the people, which is, it's, it's, it's tragic, it's tragic that we see that hypocrisy exposed in this way, but obviously a blessing for those people who are living rough at the moment. So we're talking about 10 good things as a result. Number seven, so number seven, okay, back to me. Number seven, nationalism doesn't stop virus. Uh, subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. I mean, this really shows this virus we have, if you look to the Muslim world, they look at the borders between Saudi, uh, Egypt, uh, Sudan. This, this virus, unfortunately, has spread in the Muslim world. It's in Iran. Excuse me. It's in Iran. It's in, it's in Egypt. It's in many different places. And what we see is that what is actually needed in the Muslim world, what is needed in the whole world is that people actually cooperate scientists the brains the scientific brains that will work with another scientific brain to develop a vaccine it may be a man from egypt with a man from uh sudan with a man from turkey with a man from copenhagen with a man from london so the virus and the resources needed in order to actually face such a global issue it shows that this division where the world is divided and, you know, you will solve your own problems. You are the best in the world. Actually, Islam's vision that people should cooperate with each other in order to solve such issues 
is actually is the true vision. And this nationalism, this very dirty, dangerous emotion that says we are the best. I was thinking of this issue and I was saying to myself, some of the people in Britain who say Britain is the best, Brexit, we want Brexit. If there is a vaccine from France, from Germany, from somewhere in Europe, are they going to say that is an EU vaccine? We don't want it. We want to wait until we develop a British vaccine. So this nationalism is actually doesn't stop this virus. And this is a lesson. Hopefully it's a lesson for people to appreciate in these times. Doctor number eight, return to Islamic values. SubhanAllah, in every society, there can be many different values at play any one time. So in an Islamic society that we envisage in the future, inshallah ta'ala, there will be business people and traders who will be seeking material value. There will be individuals who will be seeking humanitarian values by doing good deeds and charity works and helping other people around them. And we as Muslims will be worshipping Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in everything we do, inshallah, and seeking the spiritual value from what we need it. Any society can have these values present at any one time. But the system that we live by and the beliefs that underpin that society can make different values dominate. And sadly, what we've seen in, in Britain with much of the changing of policy is that actually government policy is much more about saving the economy than it is about saving human life. And much of the delay that seems to have happened has happened because the initial policy was driven much more by trying to allow business and trying to allow society to stay open and the and the trade and the and the the the, the business acting and thriving uh, and not to damage that and we see that the the material value dominates so much in capitalist societies that unfortunately it produces this tragic delay it also we find in in the world today this dominance of individualism and we saw its ugly side when we see people rushing to the shops mm. to hoard as much as they can for themselves and not sharing with other people whereas rasulullah taught us that our neighbors should not even go hungry we should be concerned about that day and night rather we should be doing actions from our fundamental belief and sharing what we have with those around us because allah subhanahu wa ta'ala he is the one who provides for everyone and there is enough food and resources to go around for everyone if we share that with people inshallah barakallah inshallah uh number nine uh Number nine, what is a good thing that's come out from this crisis? Capitalism and liberalism don't have all the answers. Um, we were told that the masters of the universe is the West. The solutions to every problem comes from the West. The ideology, the way of life that the world has to follow has to be economic. They have to follow capitalism. You have to open up your economy. You have to have liberal economic policies. And in society, people look to the rest of the world. They look to the Muslim world. You're very conservative. Those women cover up. Saudi Arabia is opening up. They're having concerts. They have it there. They're becoming like the West. So 
the Western way of life was put on a pedestal, was put on a pedestal for us to admire. Immense, most of the world was going that way. And the rulers in the Muslim world, and even some in the Muslim world, were looking to the Western world, so enamored by it. And along comes a tiny virus. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the law of the universe, sent a tiny virus, so tiny we can't see it with the naked eye. And the health systems in the East and the West are running helter-skelter. The economy has to be shut down because it's now a life and death issue. The masters of the universe, the Trumps of this world, the Boris Johnsons of this world, the Macrons of this world, the CCs of this world, the MBSs of this world, suddenly have no answers. Suddenly have no answers. So whether it is their power, but more importantly, the way of life that we are told is the best way of life to solve human problems has been shown to be wanting, has been shown not to have the answers. That should be a reminder as we Muslims turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in these times, turn to the Quran, turn to the Sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This time should be a time actually to say, this Islam which Allah sent, the answers from there. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says to us in the Quran, Kitabu anzal, Kitabun anzalnahu ilayka. Allah says he sent this Quran for you, we the Muslims, to take mankind from darkness to light, to solve human problems, to give them a, 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 a hope in the Akhirah, an understanding that's, that solves the problems of the mind, that actually gives sakina, gives tranquility to the mind, because you know your purpose here, what comes before life, what comes after life, there's a creator, your worship is to follow him in every way, to follow his guidance, and that teaches you how to live, buy, sell, trade, even how to die, inshallah ta'ala. So Islam, now that the world is facing this COVID-19 disaster, and people are asking questions on a spiritual level, on an economic level, on a political level, it is actually a time for Muslims to go back to Islam and to bring this Islam as a mercy to mankind by establishing a state, the Khilaf, a state that represents Islam and with our neighbors and our values, the way we behave to show and bring Islam into the discussion, inshallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. Brothers and sisters, thanks for joining us. You're watching the Coronavirus Diaries Day 8. Um, good things that come as a result. Um, Dr. Abdul Wahid's picture on the, on the video gets frozen sometimes but he's the voice is still coming through so what i'll say is just bear with it you know inshallah sometimes the video catches up um but hopefully you can hear him as he's explaining and going through the point so the next point for which is dr abdul wahid's point is number 10 this disaster has brought families together doctor subhanallah you know in this world we uh, live in this in the world that's dominated by the value. People end up working, uh, live living to work, not working to live. It, it, the everything drives us to think about how we're going to get by the next day, the next day, the next day. The expression people are running to stand still. We don't think about what is important, what uh, what what uh, what we value most, hmm. and yet. When you, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala brings this fear of death, of sickness, 
ولنبلونكم بشيء من الخوف والجوع ونقص من الأموال والأنفس والثمرات وبشر الصابرين الله سبحانه وتعالى tells us he verily he will test us with something of fear and of fear of loss and of real loss of our mal and our lives and our family members and our loved ones and give good news to the الصابرين الذين إذا إذا أصابت أصابتهم مصيبة قالوا قائنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون. الله سبحانه وتعالى says the the sabirin the ones who when they're afflicted with hardship they say إنا لله وإنا إليه راجعون. We have started thinking about our parents and whether or not you know Allah subhanahu wa taala we pray that Allah subhanahu wa taala keeps them free from this virus. We start worrying about our children, our spouses, our loved ones, uh, overseas and in the same country, our close friends who get sick. We start thinking about those things which makes our hearts uh, make dua for each other, uh, generates more love for each other. And inshallah ta'ala, this is something which as hard as this situation is, it's something that actually inshallah ta'ala we, we benefit from and inshallah we continue afterwards. Uh, that we we show that actually we are not just following these things just for the short term. Inshallah, barakallah. Um, we said ten things that uh, ten things that ten good things in this time. But we thought we'd give you two extra ones before we finish. Number eleven: cleaner air and fewer deaths. Subhanallah, subhanallah, subhanallah. This is one which may be uh, very difficult to imagine. There's a, there's a newspaper uh, headline, an article that I saw on, on, uh, on CNN Health, which actually talked about places like some parts of China. And the fact that when you had the coronavirus, yes, people were dying, people were being killed, very sad, very tragic. But because of the lockdown, the result of that, there were thousands of lives that were saved from dying from pollution. So from this tragedy, in some places, some other lives were saved. And that's sometimes, you know, we, we, we focus on the micro, on Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As somebody said, as somebody said to me, somebody said on, on, on my Facebook page, said, we see the pixel, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has the whole picture, something along those lines. Um, so this is something which is really amazing to imagine. Um, number number 12, uh, Dr. Abdul Wahid, uh, the last one, 12 taught us what is really important. And there's a picture of, uh, of, of somebody, you know, there's a picture of a body which, uh, you know, people are, are, are carrying, you know, probably get, going to get ready for Janaza. So um, this, this one taught us what is really important. Brothers and sisters, I hope that we understand that from this situation, what is really important is Allah. What is really important is our relationship with Allah. Things which drive us to think loss should drive us to think why we're here, why we're actually here. Everything we have said before, how you use your spare time, whether it is how you grow and develop and do things you plan to do, whether it is how you govern and run a society or run the world, all of these things in the end fall into one thing. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, 
He did not create the mankind or the jinn except to worship him. If we start from this premise, everything in this dunya which we can see is so short term and so temporary and ends absolutely when we hit our grave, driven by the that we should be worshipping Allah in our global lives from personal ibadat to governance and ruling and all of that is underpinned by this concept of worshiping a lot that's the thing that we should remember is the most important thing in all of this Alhamdulillah Rabbil Alameen. So brothers and sisters, uh, Barakallah Fiqh, thank you very much for joining us again. Bear with the breaking up picture from uh, Dr. Size from Gremlins in the Works. Uh, sometimes it's fine, sometimes it's not. Um, now I really would like to take your uh, thoughts, your questions, your comments uh, on this issue. Before that, um, some guests that I have in the next few days, Alhamdulillah, who will be joining us on the show. So tomorrow, inshallah ta'ala, we have... Uh, Dr. Salman. Dr. Salman is a cell biologist. Um, so, inshallah, he'll be joining us, joining on the show. He'll be on the show tomorrow, um, Questions for him. The coronavirus, this virus, how does it behave? What is the reality of a virus? Why is it so deadly? As a Muslim scientist, how does he approach it? Um, so, really, any questions that you have for Dr. Salman, that will be tomorrow at 9 p.m., inshallah. I just say, having spoken to Dr. Salman this evening mm. about this subject, I really think it will be a very beneficial thing. He is very deeply knowledgeable about this subject and very good at explaining it. And inshallah, ta'ala, I would strongly recommend that you tune into that show. Inshallah. Uh, that is on. That is tomorrow, Friday. Saturday, bi'idnillahi subhanahu wa ta'ala, we have... Saturday, live from the blessed land of Palestine, um, where they are facing this issue. Uh, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the doctor in Palestine who will be joining us, inshallah ta'ala, hopefully with the technology, McDwight, all goes well. Uh, he will join us on the day, 9 p.m. again. What's the situation in Palestine? Please post, I'll put the posters up. Please post your questions for him when he joins us, inshallah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. And then on Sunday, one of our local brothers in the UK, who many of you know very well, Brother Moazenberg. Inshallah ta'ala, Brother Moazenberg will join us on Sunday. Um, so looking forward to that. Uh, alhamdulillah, one of the our guests we'll have on the show. So again, he's in Birmingham. What's the situation there? Uh, he attended some. He attended a janazah recently. People passing away from this uh, tragic thing, COVID nineteen. So those are upcoming program starting tomorrow. Inshallah, Subhanahu wa Taala. When I asked the question um, of ten things. Um, uh, different brothers and sisters posted things. So we'll just go to some of them. So this is a post. So Brother Bilal Sakander. Brother Bilal Sakander. Uh, uh, Dr. Bright, let me read out his comment, which I've got on the screen. Brother Bilal says, The water in Venice City has become so clear that you can now see the fish in Venice City. Due to the lockdown um, to prevent coronavirus spreading, man-made pollution is dropping. Yeah, I, I, this may be true. And in fact, there's another thing, there's another argument actually out there. 
which is some people are thinking that maybe the death rates in different parts of the world correspond to how much air pollution there is in those cities. Because, of course, when the uh, coronavirus strikes really hard in, in 5% of its cases, it affects the lungs. So you can imagine anyone or any people that have lungs which are already damaged by terrible pollution in their cities, they may well have a less chance of survival due to the virus. So, it, it, you know, there's a lot of thinking that's going on on these lines at the moment. Okay, subhanAllah. Uh, we have, so these are a bunch of comments. Um, oh, I don't know if people can I'll put them on the screen, but let me read them out. So one is from uh, Shab Ma says, COVID-19 turned our attention to Allah, subhanahu wa ta'ala. I've only seen this level I've only seen this level of Islamic messages, reminders, discussion in Ramadan. Feels like Iblis got locked up early. Feels like Iblis got locked up early. Another comment we have is from uh, Brother Said Hussein. Brother Said Hussein makes the point that the idea of self-isolation staying away from people and doing nothing but worship best feeling ever subhanallah and subhanallah, then i i i i i really i can really feel the sincerity in some of these in some of these uh comments but uh i i feel i feel there's two sides to this hmm. we are we are uh uh an in collective we are ummah that believes it's more rewardable to pray in jama'ah. We're an ummah that believes it's obligatory to come together on Fridays. Uh, and we, so uh, this, the, it is true certainly that to seclude yourself in the night worship or in itikaf and these things is a means of bringing yourself closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But the natural way for us to live is as communities. And, and this is something we should never take for granted. In fact, when we talk about remembering what's important to us, how many of you, like me maybe, feel that we have over time been negligent of our attention to the masjids and to mm -hmm. other people? There's a brother today who posted that he lost his aunt to this coronavirus. And when I messaged him to give him condolences, his, he said, you know, the strange thing is, we can't even go and greet our relatives as we normally would go and greet them after a death to condole them and sympathize with them and share time with them and make dua with them. Uh, and, and this is something which is alien to us. So uh, as much as I hear the sincerity and feel the sincerity, brothers and sisters, about this idea that because we're forced into uh, some form of seclusion, we should worship Allah like monks uh, more, uh, the, the worship the Muslim does of that level is for the sake of something else, which is to live naturally as Allah tells us to, which is as a community, not as individuals. Inshallah. Um, before we wrap up um, the, 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 the program, let us play this dua that we make in these times for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to lift this trial from us 
from the Ummah, from the world, and to help us through the situation to really know what is important and to be better believers at the end of it than at the beginning of it. Allahumma ya Rabbi qad arhabana hadha al-waba Nad'uka bid-du'a Ya munazzil al-da Anzil al-dawa Warfa' anna al-bala Wa'anzil alayna al-shifa يا رافع السماء برحمتك نستغيث يا مغيث أنت الذي تحيي وتميت ارحمنا بالشفاء وكلما قال هذا الدعاء يا Ameen, 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 Ya Rabbal Alameen. We thank Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these opportunities. Um, so brothers and sisters, our program today, uh, 10 good things, we went to 12 good things, and you mentioned many others. To be positive, to have hope in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to take advantage of this time, to realize what is truly important in the life of us as individuals, what is important in the life of our ummah, a good leadership that rules by the Quran and Sunnah, which we're turning to in these times, and helps to look after this ummah and even the whole of mankind, uh, and really a time to connect with Allah in every way. Raise our hands to him, make dua to him. Uh, we ask Allah for health, for our brother who's sick, our sisters, those who've passed away, may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accept them, grant them Jannah, grant them among, to be amongst the martyrs, the shuhada, as the hadith of the Prophet sallallahu tells us, is one of the things that can happen if people are patient through these times and pass away as a result of this situation. Join us tomorrow with Dr. Salman. Dr. Abdul Wahid, Allah Ta'ala keep you, aid you in your work and your efforts, looking after the rest of us and the rest of the world. brothers and sisters here watching, inshallah. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Wa alaikum salam wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Thank you for listening to this podcast. Podcasts on current events, Islamic guidance, Quran tafsir, and sirah, are available at islampodcasts.com as well as on iTunes. Rate, review, and comment and let us know how we can grow in our knowledge to better serve our community. Please subscribe, share, and tell a friend about islampodcasts.com.